0: welcome to PR After Hours, your twice-weekly cocktail of business, PR, and marketing tips hosted by me, Alex Greenwood. Every week, we bring you virtual happy hours featuring business advice from entrepreneurs and leading thinkers in PR, marketing, and business. We're going to get started in just a moment, so stick with us.
1: This is Holly Jackson, host of Inspiration Contagion Podcast. You're in the virtual lounge with Alex Greenwood of PR After Hours.
0: So I was at a trade show yesterday. Actually, my first, it wasn't really a trade show. It was actually a conference that actually I was booked to speak at last year, but COVID hit, right? Well, then this year rolled around and they pared it down a little bit, so... You know, I got bumped. But the good news is, I got a free pass to go anyway. And I go and I'm looking at all these different booths and tables outside the conference area, right? And there's all kinds of cool promotional items. Now, it may surprise you to learn, fellow PR, marketing, and business peeps, that it's not just at trade shows where promotional items can come into play. And I've got a lot of questions about that. So that's why I'm excited to have Swire Ho join us here on the program. He is the promo guy from Garuda Promo and um, Specialty Products. And we're going to ask him some pretty hard-hitting questions about those uh, rubber squeeze balls. Swire, welcome to uh, uh, PR After Hours.
1: Thank you, Alex. Uh, it's nice to be on the show.
0: Yeah, it's good to have you. Hey, I know I, I did the easy, uh, simple thing. It's not all trade shows, right?
1: Well, it's, a lot of them is trade show, and you know, you're know, you right. You know, Some uh, area are opening up right now, but yeah, promotional product goes beyond uh, trade shows and events. How long have you been doing this? On and off, I think we started back in 2004, so about 17 years now. Oh,
0: man, you must like it. You must like it. Well, um, okay, you know what? We've got a great audience of public relations, marketing, and uh, pros, but also some small business people. Let's hear the elevator speech. If we ran into you, it's like, what, what line are you in? You just told me, I said, okay, well, why do I need that stuff? Isn't it a waste of money?
1: Well, the way that I do and help our client is we help our client grow sales, retain employees, and thank their customer with custom branded product. If you like, we could break it to uh, you know th- the three main categories that we can help people uh, to increase their business.
0: Uh, take it away. Let's hear it.
1: Well, for the the first one is grow sales. So that will fit into trade shows, events. You're using promotional product as a gateway to grow your sales. You know, think about when you do a prospecting pitch. You know, I I heard a couple of episodes before. You know, making the right pitch. Uh, people are not responding anymore with email, even phone call. What if you send the target audience a nice introduction kit, so they might be dying to pick up the phone and talk to you? So that's one way, uh, you know, I can think of when when you think about growing sales.
0: Could you give me an example? What would that kit have in it?
1: Well, it, we have to dig deeper in that. You know, for a promotional product, especially when we go to trade shows that they lay them out on uh, a big table and people just pick up pens, you know, coffee mugs, whatever, and they laugh, because a lot of a lot of us, when we do, let's say digital marketing, when we do PR, you know, you wanted to identify your target audience, but then on a trade show, they use a machine gun approach. They Hmm. just spray everyone. So what if you don't give your swag, which stands for self we all get, what if you don't give your swag to everyone? (laughs) You just give it to the VIP that you think are qualified leads and people that you really want to talk to and the um, decided you want to be their client. And then with the same budget, you can actually buy nicer gifts instead of giving it to everyone.
0: I love that stuff we all get. That's so funny because actually, that's what I was looking at yesterday. I kept, and, and you know, it's funny. I know this is stuff I don't need. If you could see my desk, you would see it's covered with stuff we all get. Uh, I don't keep it all, but some of it you do. I just accumulate it, right? Um, but I say this, and there's, there's a bowl of brightly colored somethings, there's pens, there's. there's I saw some really decent, uh, you know, bottle openers, that kind of stuff. People just grab it, right? And people will often, of course, I've worked a booth, too, that has had that stuff. And sometimes people will just come over and talk to you just so they could get that fancy bit of swag. And then, you know, they're never going to do any business like uh, with you. So so that's, that's interesting. I like the idea, too. Uh, it's much in the same way. I don't generally counsel my clients to just fire out press releases to everybody. I say let's be targeted about this. Let's find the people most interested in our subject matter. So that's that's the approach you're talking about, right?
1: Yeah, think of, about more personable and unique just for the audience. So if Alex, someone, let's say, wanted to market to you, uh, they better do the research and find out you know what kind of hobbies do you like, you know how do you like to do your work, so then they could cater something that you use on your desk, you know, so obviously, you don't want any, just any item, you want something that's relevant to you, something that you would use. And then that's when you will keep and use the product.
0: Okay, great. Okay. So that was like the first, first aspect you mentioned, right? of three, is that right?
1: Yeah, so that's the growth sales. And then the second one is retain employees. So I'm sure that by this time, we all know that it's really crucial to keep our employees happy. And since the pandemic, you know, there's a lot of people Moving in and out, if you're on LinkedIn, like me, uh, I see that some of my contacts switched out three times already, because right now, a lot of us still work from home. So working from home, working from company A, B, C, and D, kind of like the same, you know, and then Hunter are smart. They go after people now that they know that they're not behind the office, their manager is not watching. So how do you retain the employees by making them feel like they're part of the team? you know, by, uh, having the engagement with them, you know, just by wearing a company uniform or have a company simple to work around then makes you feel like, a, you know, you, you're one of the team players. So, uh, how does a company need to make their employee happy to increase the bottom line? You know, how, how much will it cost you to place one of your key employees? Swire,
0: that reminded me of something I do. Um, uh... I'm a lecturer every year, a couple of times a year for Enterprise University, which is a regional bank, and they have free business classes uh, out there. And as an instructor, I get a I just started getting a box about, I don't know, two weeks before my uh, talk or my seminar, and I, it's a little pla- rubber, not plastic, uh, cardboard box in the mail. Open it up. There were these cool socks that were branded to Enterprise Bank, right? There was a water bottle that was – it's all branded, right? There was a water bottle. There was a couple of other little nice things. I don't know if there was coffee, but there was just, and they had a theme. I'm just kind of all over the place, but it did make me, it made me feel good in a couple of ways. One, it was because I'm donating my time to do these, but of course it's also business development for me, but it made me realize they do value me okay they're not paying me but they value what i have to offer and they want me to be part of the team and two like you said um it did make me feel warm and cozy with them and glad that i was involved and i wore the socks the day of my talk and showed them off and all that stuff so i i i do think that psychologically that's a great point especially during lockdown
1: yeah and you know in a pr and social media term you know we talk about earned media so mm. this is uh earned media that you like imagine that uh all of us are reporters and journalists right now with our cell phone, right? True, we take true. pictures of something that we think is cool and we share it to our followers. So right. it works for promotional product too. Good and bad, they're going to share. Uh, do you? Which side do you want to be on? You know. So uh, your earned media can be, you know, the recipient for your promotional product, or if you're trying to target internet influencer, when you send them a kit, are they going to post it or are they going to put it along with the bunch of piles uh, of promo item that they receive. So right. that really depends on the thinking, the planning, uh, and it goes deeper than most people think it will be in the in, in our industry.
0: Yeah, I, I like that. Okay, what's the third aspect of this?
1: It's customer appreciation. So if we can all cap all our customer through the pandemic, hmm. I can honestly say we, we're doing pretty well, right? And yeah. as a customer, the last I would cut the vendor that i love and enjoy the most right right? if you're going to be on everyone's uh top list you got to appreciate them you know so i want everyone to think about how much money would you spend on a google ad on a a printed brochures just to get one new client right so everyone has the number how much money do you spend on keeping a client so most people answer zero or very little when actually someone ordered from them, how do you do about keeping them happy and become a repeat customer? So this is a good question i like to pose to you, uh, the listener to think about.
0: You know, it's true, too, that, 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 that it is true that it's a lot cheaper to keep a customer than to get a new one. And I know this. I I, I suffered some uh, attrition during uh, my practice did during COVID and we're trying to rebuild. And, it, you know, it occurs to me, Swire, that maybe I should look into some kind of clever Mail or to all my previous clients even if i'm not trying to do the hard sell but maybe it's just like hey it was so great working with you don't forget we're here we can do this this and this for you and here's a pair of socks or here's a i don't know is a, I, and that's it we'll we're we'll, going to table what i send them for a moment i'll ask you that question in a moment but do, do you think that's a good idea for me to do is to go back yeah to my something old customers?
1: easy that we do is you know once you finish a job or project for them for example yeah uh, connect with them right away. If you're doing the appreciation campaign, send that while it's fresh. What you do, obviously, you want to check in to make sure that they're happy with what you have done. So if not, then obviously you got to fix it. You know, no right, product right. can re- undo something that if they're not happy. And right. then you want to ask them for referral while it's fresh. You know, do you happen to know any colleagues or any other company who might benefit from our product and services? And with the gifts that you send them, and they will thank you. They will thank you, and you know they will politely give you a few if you're lucky. And then if you're really lucky, they will actually, go, oh, uh, Susan from the other department actually been looking for what you've done. Let me connect you with them. How much would you pay for those type of connection? You know, people would pay five hundred dollars for Google Click for, let's say, personal injury attorney. Would you pay similar amount or half the amount to get more relationship in a bigger company? You know, think about that.
0: That's it, it, such a great point. Um, I'm, my my wheels are turning just thinking about um, ways I could reconnect with the previous clients, and of course. Be really cool with my current clients. And I, you know what? I got to confess, I don't do a good job about this. Story. I don't do a good job of asking for referrals or reviews. I do for the show. You'll get an email soon after this interview. um I'll ask. I ask for it. You know, give me a review wherever you listen to your podcast. And a lot of guests do, definitely listeners. But I don't think I've done a very good job of trying to hammer that home. So let me ask you. Let's 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 walk through this. Is that okay? Can we just kind of pretend like I'm going to yep. do this because because yep. I might actually I might actually do this. So. Nice. All right. All right. So, um, I I'd like to hit a list of maybe about 20, just 20. Okay. I don't want to go crazy. I don't probably don't have the budget anyway for much more than that, but I, I want to do 20 and I want, what I want to do is get their attention. So I want to hit my contact at say 20 previous clients and current clients, and I want to send them something. And I'll ask you in a moment what that something might be, but I want to do two things, right? I want to say, thank you again for your business. And well, actually I actually want to do three things. Thank them ask them if they have any referrals and ask them if they have anything else they need from me and or well that's four things can they give me a review i'm, I'm asking for too much already see aren't i well
1: um, not really you know they might not give you all so you know they might only give you one so might mm-hmm. as well list them on there so the first thing i would do is you know go to their linkedin profile uh look at what you have done for them and learn as much as you can and mm-hmm. tell me about who they are do they like right. golf or do they uh, outdoor person or do they like uh you know soccer or mm-hmm. whatever that it is you know i would like to find out so you want to be personal with them you know if i give you something that has your name on it the chances that you're going to pick up and use that a uh, lot higher you know obviously uh you want them to feel welcome you want them to feel uh, appreciated. so these are the general categories that i, I will ask for and then uh you want to Ask for referral. So you actually want want to do their work for them. Instead of having them to come up with a couple of names for you, look at their LinkedIn. If you guys are connected with them. If you're not, you should connect with them if they're your top 10 client. So look for people that whom you might think might be beneficial to your business. You ask them specifically. I would like John Smith, uh, Lisa Chan, and whoever that might be. Would you mind to introduce me to them? So you actually... Helping them do your work, so your chances of getting those referral uh, a lot higher. Is that you know? Do you think anyone who could use what I do, Uh, maybe? And then they forgot. So, uh, be more specific. You know, you'd be surprised that uh, they're actually sitting right next to them. And you got okay. uh, Let's talk to Alex, and he's on the phone. You're trying to connect with you.
0: That's so great. Okay, let's let's have a little fun here. Are are there any hot uh, items right now that you seem to be moving more of for this capacity?
1: Because of the pandemic, a lot of people looking for uh, hygiene type item. So one of the you know, hardest item that a lot of people are asking for is uh, a cell phone sanitizer. Huh. Uh, you put your cell phone in, it has right. UVCC to sanitize your cell phone while it's charging it. So what, why does it good? Because a lot of our clients do B2B sales and they want something that uh, the recipient will put it on the desk. This is something that you will put it on your desk because you know, our cell phones are dirty. Uh, I don't know where it has been, but you put it on there. <laughs> the logo is on there. And another another one that is really popular and inexpensive is a, a webcam cover. You know, yeah. We're on Zoom all day. You know, now we're you know, on Zoom recording this podcast. We have some kind of webcam available to us. And then with the webcam cover, because of the privacy, you actually see the person's logo every single day.
0: So Swire, I can see it now. I can say, don't forget, with AGPR, we've got you covered.
1: Ah, oh, that's a that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh man. You were you were such a good sport. Uh, that was a terrible pun. But yeah, I mean I I'm just corny enough to do that. I love that. That's a great point. In fact a a friend of mine, he's got a uh, computer consulting business, he repairs them. And so he just did a blog post about about why people might want to consider those. So that's a great point. Is there? A, so yeah, I like that. And, and the uh, the kind of the phone soap idea, right, of putting your phone in the UV and any all that. that's mobile a great item,
1: thing. any tech item is always popular, you know, people like into, you, you can't live without your phone. So I would say if you're thinking about something, uh, a phone will definitely be, you know, acceptable for, uh, for anyone to
0: yeah, and folks, come on! Don't, don't, don't lie to me. You take the phone to the bathroom. Just come on. If you do that, you need one of these things. So that's a great point. There's also those uh, handles, right? You could glue on the back of your phone case so that you can hold your phone, right? I forget like what they the call phone grips them. Phone grips, thank you. I don't. My my kid has one. I don't have one. I'm old school. I still just do that. I've got like a permanent dent in my pinky finger where I hold the phone. So I don't know. It's maybe you need to invent something to prevent pinky finger. And you're like Alex, how about a phone grip? I've got those. I'm like okay, there we go. Um, okay, Swire. So is there? Um, now, I just told you, I have a smaller business, right? So I I don't have like a big, big order deal. But is there uh, are there limits for you? Or are you like, look, if you're not ordering thousands, it's not cost-effective to work with me? Or how does that work?
1: Well, I would rather, you know, we have a conversation. So, you know, mm. obviously the bigger, the better, right? For as a business. But then what we like to do is, you know, we want repeat customers for ourselves too. If we're able to work together and if we're able to learn more about what the clients are trying to do, Uh, We see the order increase as with some of our clients, you know, if they plan for it, you know, they're good at what they do, and then they're doing the right campaign, we see that the order gets bigger and bigger and bigger, you know, so that's the ultimate goal that we have, you might start small, right to start, but then if you do it right, you know, if you make sure that, let's say you have a, uh, you know, 20 people on your list, for example, what if you can grow your top 20 client to top 40? How would that increase uh, and help your bottom line? You know, that's something that I would like to post to them. You know, there are, you know, the 80-20 rules. Usually about 20% of of the uh, customers support you, then 80% of everyone will be transactional. You know, if you can increase your uh, repeat clients, I'll do that every day.
0: Have you... And I'm not asking for names of clients, but if you had clients that uh, maybe were really big customers 10 years ago, because you said you've been doing this just a little less than 20 years, and then they kind of dropped off, but they've come back because of COVID?
1: Yeah, because especially for the retained employees, because it's it's true, because they are uh, losing their key people, you know, for example, some uh, engineer will be, you know, 100,000 plus to replace. What does it cost? Even if you buy them a nice jacket, $300, like it doesn't even justify. And if you plan it right, you keep them happy, you keep them engaged, uh, then you get happy employees. So these are uh, some of the uh, key points that key conversation that I'm having uh, with our clients.
0: Is there, uh, in your opinion, uh, I'm sure you have an opinion about this, I hope you do. Um, Is there though, you're talking products, promotional product. What about a guy who says to you, Hey man, that's great. Yeah. Maybe if I have a trade show, but I just rather give them a $10 or a $15 Amazon gift card. What do you say to them?
1: Well, think about Earn media, you know, going back to that, you know, you don't, it's nice, right? You're giving someone something free, you know, everyone right. will say thank you for it. But then what you want to do uh, in a promotional product and in a uh, appreciation campaign is you want the referrals. You want the introduction. And, you know, in a a minimum, they will take a picture and share on the Facebook and Instagram. So you get to reach additional people just because you send them something. It could be a gift card. You know, they will say, oh, this company is nice enough to send me a $20 Starbucks gift card, for example, uh, on, let's say, a Twitter feed. So right. then now you're growing your audience. You're, right. uh, you're looking at what your potential could be. Uh, I always think about when I you know suggest client who they want to target will be, think about who that person will know and mm. are those uh, additional connection worth your time and money and effort to do a campaign like that. Sometimes will be no. And a lot of time will be a yes, but then it takes a little bit more work on the client. You know, sometimes they just want to be simple and just give me a pen, but then... Uh, who are you giving it to? What do you think they they will want the pen that you have? You know, maybe you know they're going to write something.
0: Well, that's true, and and, and they're probably less likely to to on Insta show a picture of an Amazon gift card, like you see, You know what I mean? I mean, but I'm looking at I'm looking at your gallery. I mean, but a cool T-shirt or something that's personalized or a beach towel. And, um, man, boy, I want to say the hats have really gotten. A lot more impressive over the years, by the way, the, the quality of the hats that, that people are giving away. These are great. I'm By the way, folks, I'm looking at garudapromo.com, and they've got a wonderful gallery of different items here. And I, oh, I'm a sucker for the polo shirt, though. Oh, I love those. Those are great. Um, so these are fantastic. So let me ask you kind of a, a tougher question. I think I, I, mm-hmm. I hope I'm wrong, but uh, is supply chain having a problem, creating a problem for you to get a lot of these products into your customers?
1: It is, you know, be compared to a pre-pandemic, you know, our turnaround is getting longer. And, you know, actually our, you know, supply supply chain uh, advice, you know, you should stop buying the holiday gifts right now. But obviously, right now. if I tell my client, no one's going to listen to me. And uh, when we get to November, December, that's where the rush is going to yeah. set in. But if you're planning, you know, what I like to say, and it's kind of funny answering your serious question, is we like to buy things cheaper, right? Everyone does. Yeah, but then if I tell you a way to buy cheaper, no one's going to listen. Because, for example, if you buy holiday, gift, holiday gift now, it's cheaper. Right. You know, you get more product, and if you print calendar for twenty twenty two right now, it's on sale. You know, if you buy a big old jacket, you know, right now for winter, it's on sale, and right. in 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 the winter time, you buy beach towel they'll will be on sale but you know things are like that if you know you know for a company that plan out for their promotional product for trade show events or appreciation that we talked about here uh plan for the next 12 months then i could give you dates or time that uh, is less likely to be in a rush and you get a better price point point. and if you you know we all know that if we plan for something it got to be better executed it's going to be right. in a better budget. But if you call me a week before your event, maybe we can do that, but then you're paying a lot of rush fee overnight. Uh, think about that same project, but then just better planning.
0: It sounds like you really are a partner to your clients, not just a vendor.
1: We like to be, we hope to be. And because our industry is a commodity base, but then what we are separating ourselves is the uh, interaction. The communication and our understanding of what the clients trying to do, because more than once I've asked companies and sometimes bigger companies too, uh, who are these items for? Who are the target audience? They'll say, No, I don't know. Uh, anyone who come to the show, and you know, but do you want everyone come to the show to be your client? No, we just want people who can afford our product, who might be a good fit for a client or whatever that might be. So why don't just develop something for those people? You know, same budget, but then you can get better quality. They can respond it better and you get uh, better ROIs for our products.
0: Okay. So what I'm hearing here is, first of all, if you think you know something about promo products, you, you may not. You need to take another look and you can start with our friendswire Host, GarudaPromo.com. So because if you're in the business of, of course, attracting new clients, retaining and keeping your current employees happy, and maybe uh, bringing back or retaining your clients as well uh, beyond that. Those are some top great reasons to do this. And th- the reason, and I appreciate your answer on the supply chain, Swire, because I just, I've seen, I bought, we bought here at home, just some new furniture um, in uh, July. And we will not receive most of it because it's sitting on a container ship somewhere in the sea. We will not receive most of it until Thanksgiving. And I, I it's funny, then our, I'm having a great month, by the way. Then uh, our our dishwasher went out, so I had to go get a new dishwasher. And the salesman there, I said, yeah, I I went to the same place. And I told him my tale of woe. He says, I feel bad for you, but I waited uh, seven months for my new bedroom set. It's it's just the way it is right now. So I want to really caution all of you business folks and all you PR and marketing folks who are in charge of trade show budgets, employee retention, HR people are listening. You need to think about this as well. Take Swire's advice. I think it's important. I would just add, Swire, you know what I'm going to do based on this conversation. I am going to start looking now. Um, and if I had a regular budget going on like this, I think I would tack on an extra 60 days minimum. What do you think of that? Is that about a good, or maybe would you say 90 days minimum? I know you're saying to get cheaper, get earlier if possible, but just minimum, what would you tack on to the process?
1: Well, it's always a good time to thank your customers. So especially, <laughs> I don't want everyone to be sending the gift in a clutter situation right, where right. you know the holidays is when they have all the gifts. Why not to send them gift in the summer? Have good conversation in the summer and then increase your sales go in uh Q four. So think it's, about that. That's a
0: great point. Yeah. Christmas in July folks. I mean it's it's yeah. it's clichéd but tried and true. I'll just say one last anecdote. Um I had a uh, actually a client who wanted to thank me for some great work for Christmas one year. Um long story short, uh we had moved offices. He didn't realize it. He had sent some Harry and David pe- uh, pears, the really nice pears, you know, and uh he'd had them in eight, about 3 weeks and then he said they kept getting sent back to me. So can you come over to my office and get them? And I said like, thanked him and I could just tell and then I went outside and opened them and Let's just say that, no, those were no longer edible. So, uh, yeah, you got to be careful, eh? Um, Swire, tell everybody again where they can reach you and look at all these cool products you have, would you?
1: Well, if you want to look me up, you can Google Swireho hashtag the promo guy. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn. And, uh, you know, as you said, Alex, our website is garudapromo.com. I'd love to network and connect with you and find out uh, how we can help.
0: Man, I've, I've learned so much. And I really felt like this was going to happen today when we were chatting offline before we started. I thought, you know what? I'm going to hear some stuff that, because I, I would sit here and go, hey, I've been doing PR for 27 years. I think I know it all. But you just taught me all these great things and you reminded me of a few others. So, Swire Ho, thank you so much for joining us in the virtual lounge. And hey, tell you what, if anything new comes up over the next year, we'd love to have you back.
1: Love to. you, Thank you, Alex.
0: Okay, who has a podcast then writes an ebook about podcasting and doesn't do an audiobook version of it? Well, not me. I've done that. In fact, I'm very excited to tell you, dear listeners, that the podcast option, my recent. Top selling ebook on podcasting, my journey through 15 years as a podcaster, broadcaster, host, guest, and observer is now an Audible audiobook. It's really, really, really exciting for me to be able to present this to you through Audible, uh, which is available on Amazon.com where the ebook link is as well. And in this fast listen, My experience uh, comes to you through stories, practical tips and advice from my hundreds of hours as a guest, producer, podcast host and more. And the podcast option, if I say so myself, is mandatory listening for those new to podcasting and it should be a welcome addition to Veteran Podcasters Library. So check out the podcast option read by yours truly, Alex Greenwood, or as they say there, J. Alexander Greenwood because That's my pen name, and that's a long story, which if you dig through my podcast, eventually you'll find out what that means. But the point being today, the podcast option is available now as an Audible audiobook. I've got a link in the show notes to make it easy for you. Please do me a favor. Go get that audiobook, or if audiobooks aren't your bag, there's also a link for you to get it as an ebook. Again, the podcast option. I certainly hope you will choose it. Oh, you know what that means looks like it's last call here at your virtual lounge for pr news views and interviews don't forget you can ask me a question anytime you can do it through our twitter account which is at ourspr. or even better you can send me a message vocally i would love to hear your voice and i'll answer it on the show there's a link in the show notes all you have to do is sign up through anchor fm it's free doesn't take long And you record your message, I get the message, I will play your audio, just give me your first name and the city you live in, and then I will answer the question to the best of my ability right here on the show. Don't forget to, if you're enjoying this podcast, you can support it and help increase the frequency and value of the show. Just consider being a sponsor for your brand or your agency or just yourself because you're like, I like this show. Or just drop a few coins in the virtual tip jar. Either way, there's links in the show notes. Please check that out. All of that, of course, being in the show notes where you're listening right now or at prafterhours.com. I see that they're turning up the lights. Last call is over. And I've got to clean up this virtual lounge. And Until next time, I'm Alex Greenwood. And you've been listening to PR After Hours on Anchor FM.